0: Guys, it's Rami. We're talking Minnesota sports five days a week on Score North Live, available on Apple, Spotify, at the Score North mobile app, or anywhere else you find podcasts. If you only have time to listen to one segment from today's show, here it is right now. The guy who you can watch host MLB Network's MLB Now at 3 p.m. and then 7 p.m. again today, live from San Diego and the Winter Meetings. It's a pleasure to welcome in Brian Kenny. Brian, how are you this afternoon, sir?
1: Good, very good. Good to be with you.
0: Uh, this morning, when I saw the terms come across my TV screen, I, I didn't catch the news last night. I, it came across the crawl as I was watching MLB Network this morning for the latest on the uh, winter meetings. The actual terms of Garrett Cole's contract, and I had to do that thing that you see in cartoons, Brian, where like you rub your eyes and then go, and like look again to make sure that you saw the right thing. Do any numbers still shock or surprise you when it comes to Major League Baseball and free agency?
1: Well, um, yes. I mean there's a lot of ways of looking at it but I think we're we're used to the high end and this was the perfect storm where it was the team that was looking for that last push because remember the Yankees weren't all that interested in Bryce Harper or Manny Machado um and we're getting used to now where a big contract the highest end contracts are in the 30 millions you know so now we've moved up to 32 33 34 So now the new mark is 36, and obviously nine years is long for a pitcher, but it's not the longest deal out there. It's just about. So this is kind of the perfect storm. where max money, max length, but it's for a pitcher that has the best swing and miss stuff in the game. He's still in his prime. He'll have several years, we think, in his prime, and it's for a team that has everything but him. So it was kind of perfect. Um, and there's, but there's a lot of guys out there like that. Strasburg looked great, Rendon looked great, Cole looked great. Like they all, in what was looked like it could be a weak free agent class. Suddenly, the cream of that class—they all had sensational seasons, including Cole.
0: Brian, why do you think it is that after uh, a few years of a very slow off season where things didn't really get done until January or February at the earliest, we've seen such an explosion early on here?
1: Well again, it, everything is a, a different economic dynamic, um, just as there was no collusion two years ago. there's nobody you know looking over everybody and saying, "Do this," but there's a general feeling, and no one can really predict what that general feeling is and the feeling two years ago was finally every team had gotten a sophisticated baseball operations group that was looking at things very pragmatically, and it all, it all had that effect with the class that was out there that it seemed like no one was interested in signing big money free agents. And it was just the class that was out there. And again, the recent dynamic of every team getting what I would call smart. This year, though, again, you have free agents in their prime, and they all come off of a lot of recency bias in this. There's a lot of performance in this, where you all see these guys performing at a sensational level right before your eyes, just before they hit the market. That's very powerful.
0: Brian, you've been covering baseball for a long, long time. I'm sure you've heard plenty of bad takes in that time and this might just be one of them, but there is a report out there that Madison Bumgarner, there may be two hurdles to clear for the Twins in getting him in a Twins uniform if they are indeed interested in doing that. One is location. They can't do a whole lot about that unless they want to relocate the organization. The other is league and that he is he's a good hitter for a pitcher. He enjoys stepping into the batter's box and I said, if that's really a hang-up. If you have an offer on the table that Madison Bumgarner is willing to take, but he just really wants to stay in the National League and keep swinging a bat, I say let him hit. Every five days, he'll get one or two at-bats while he's the the and Then he can put Nelson Cruz back in there. We put a poll up, and the majority of people, including my co-host Danny here, seem to think I'm crazy, that it's an idiotic idea. Is, that, stupid. As, is that as stupid as it sounds on the surface, Brian? I'm, and I'm totally okay with you saying yes.
1: Yes okay (laughs) thank
0: you (laughs) thank you Brian (laughs) all right
1: not if you're the twins man you could make a case if you're some team that trots out like their backup second baseman as the DH you know that but the twins are not doing that give them some credit in fact they're the opposite of that they they're rolling out lumber at DH every time out so if that's the case wish Madison Bumgarner the best in his new endeavors
0: So, Brian, with the numbers that everyone's been getting this offseason in terms of money, what does this mean for guys like Mookie Betts, who's going to hit free agency next year, Francisco Lindor the year after that, Javi Baez eventually this, just all these superstars that are still either hitting arbitration now or in their first couple years of their contract, what's it mean for them when they're going to finally reach free agency?
1: Yeah, whatever the market will bear. That's it. Whatever the most money is that you can pay one player, you pay Mookie Betts. Um, and that doesn't mean everything because you reach a point where you can only pay a certain percentage of your payroll to one guy. However, whatever it is, it would be to an athletic, great fielding, great base running slugger, and that's Mookie Betts. So if that's if the new benchmark is thirty six million a year uh, for a position player, maybe now it's ten years, twelve years, um, maybe it's forty million dollars a year for a shorter term. Um, but again, we have to change our thinking with these numbers because you know i remember Jeff Bagwell years ago got to, i think 17 18 million dollars a year from the Astros and at the time that was max money uh, but revenues have just gone up so much you know exponentially higher over the last few years so player salaries will you know and should keep pace with that
0: Talking with Brian Kenny, you can catch him on MLB Now and MLB Network at three and seven today, live from the winter meetings in San Diego. Right now, the focus of the winter meetings has been free agency and Garrett Cole, the latest domino to fall after Steven Strasberg. We think Madison Bumgarner is, uh, is going to be one of the next few dominoes to fall, at least as far as pitchers go. What do you think are the realistic chances that he lands in Minnesota, especially given now reports that the Dodgers have, have made him their top target after losing out on Garrett Cole?
1: Yeah, it depends on what the market is saying. And I know the, the Twins, it's not like they're on a budget, but they're probably not playing in the same uh, payroll area right now as some of the, the big boys like the Dodgers. And I, I look the other part way to look at this is um, a lot of times, it's good to finish second on a free agent. Do you know what I mean? Sure. A lot of times you'll push, and if I, if I were advising the club, I, if I was asked, are you interested in Madison Baumgartner? Of course I am, but at a certain price I'm not. So if the market is going beyond what his performance says, then I, I really don't want to spend that much on that player. And not that you don't think enough of the player, but for every dollar you spend on that player, if you have a certain payroll budget, Well, that's someone that you can't get later on when you're saying, hey, you know what? We need some relief pitching. Hey, we have to get a backup shortstop. Hey, you know what? We need a fourth outfielder. We need a DH or, hey, we need another starting pitcher. No, that money's spent, and we had to overspend to get this guy, so now we can't get somebody else. You don't want to leave yourself in that spot.
0: Do you think the trade market looks to be as active as the free agent market has been once the dust does settle on all these free agents that are still out there? You got names like Mookie Betts, Chris Bryant just saw a report that the Rockies will listen on Nolan Arenado, Francisco Lindor is reportedly out there. How much of that do you think is going to come to fruition once, once the free agents clear? I'm not sure.
1: That's, that's up to every individual team and that's the dynamic of that market. You know, if I'm the if I'm the, the Cubs, I, I stand pat. I'm Chris Bryant. I've got my core. My window is still open. I've still got my star players. I'm not interested in that. Uh, same thing with the Indians. Um, then, then again, if I'm looking at the Red Sox um, and you're saying there's no chance in keeping Mookie Betts, well, you know, is it better to stay with him or go? I guess I'm I'm a guy like if you hold if you have a superstar, you use every year of him, especially while you're in contention, because all it takes is one year. And think who we're talking about. If if you are the Cubs or the Red Sox, if you're trading those guys, you're flipping that asset for the future, you're saying, well, I don't think we can win the World Series this year or a pennant this year. And I don't think that's the case. If I'm the Red Sox or the Cubs, I'm thinking, no, we can compete for the postseason this year, and all we have to do is get in, and then we have a shot.
0: And the thing that we're hearing with teams like the Cubs and Red Sox is they want to stay out of the luxury tax or get under the luxury tax if they're already there. Has this luxury tax acted as a de facto salary cap in Major League Baseball, Brian? Is it, is it doing what the league had anticipated it would do when they put it in place?
1: Oh, no question. And I know the day it came out, when we were looking it over at MLB Network, we were trying to see what's significant in this deal. And I think we found it, day one, that it's one thing to have the luxury tax threshold, but they built it such that year four was a poison pill meaning you you could not go over, and listen, the Yankees had no problem, and the Red Sox had no problem going over the luxury tax, you know, and paying the price, fine, price of doing business. But the way that CBA was built, if you went over it year four, you basically couldn't do it. You couldn't justify it in any business. You couldn't justify it to any owner. You couldn't, if you're a husband, you couldn't justify it to your wife. You couldn't, you can't say that, hey, you know what, we'll just pay this. Because by year four, you're paying such a huge penalty by being over the top that that did act as everybody had to get back under, including the Yankees, including the Red Sox.
0: That's Brian Kenny of MLB Network. Catch him on MLB Now Live from San Diego at the winter meetings at 3 p.m. and then again at 7 p.m. and our guest for the last few minutes here on Score North Live. Brian, always a pleasure. Thanks for the insight, man.
1: Okay. Thank you very much. Good talking to you.
0: And there's Brian Kenny from uh, MLB Network joining us on Score North Live. Glad he called you stupid. <laughs> you earned I, it. I said I would be okay with it. Well, I, and, and, it's and, not the first time, it's no, not the and, first and time I've were. been called stupid.